What's up? Welcome to a new episode of Movie Schmovie. This is episode 276. My name is Steve, and I'm here with... Ron and John. <laughs> There's a slight delay there, yeah. Ronald. Are you confused today? A little. A little. Okay. I, it's hard I choices. looked at that face, and you're like, is this my time to say my name, Go. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was it. It's always hard you know, the, the, when you when you when you're selecting things. Selection yeah. episodes always make me nervous. Yeah, you just come into this episode a little more tight butthole than normal. It looks yeah, like. Yeah, you know, you know that scene in the Wizard of Oz when the lion runs and just jumps out the window and they go to the commercial break. Yeah, I guess yeah, so. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that. how I feel. Yeah, yeah. First thing I thought of was that. So you're right on. We're, we're synced up perfectly. We've all seen that movie with the same commercial breaks uh, for our whole lives. So we know the part you're talking about. Yeah, same yep. commercial break every time. But don't you think about that sometimes? Like the idea of running and jumping out a window in certain situations is so satisfying <laughs> that I sometimes it would be great just to see the you wouldn't you wouldn't see the look on their faces because they would, yeah. you know, but the 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 Johnny shaped puff of smoke that i left in my in my wake would see the look on their faces but no i just yeah. sometimes think like i've been in situations where i'm like if this if this goes on one second longer i'm going to i'm gonna run and you're gonna jump out he that superman window. Yeah. jumped out of it he's superman yeah. jumped. superman he jump is like... hilarious <laughs> especially if you then actually take off into the sky i haven't worked that part out yet but i also think just busting right. through a plate glass door without like without stop <clears throat> without stopping you know I think there just yeah. would be something. I'm sure that there would be guilt and awkwardness after that, but the moment of doing it would be very satisfying. Yeah, that'd be nuts. Oh, man. So this week, the idea for the episode uh, was to kind of go over some things that we've watched this year, kind of like a more casual catch-all. Let's just talk about some movies, some shows, anything really that we've seen this year that not only do we really want to recommend it's some of our favorite things so far this year, but maybe just along the lines of like, you know, if it's making you feel good or it's making you feel something that's even different than what this world has presented it with, you know, us with in 2020 and what we see day to day uh, in in reality. You know, there's been a lot that's come out this year that has been really great. Um, you know, however, it's made you feel good, bad, genuinely moved, whatever it might be. Uh, we kind of thought it might be a good idea to kind of go through some of those things on this episode and and the reality is, is that these should be things and these are things that we want to be able to recommend that you can go and watch somehow um you know after you listen to this podcast and we'll, we'll try to do our best to maybe point you in the direction of where it's available and uh you know if we miss something maybe we'll follow up with some notes when we release the episode with how you can find some of these titles if we don't know it right at the spot but for the most part i think we'll be able to get that in there um, because we want to share with our listeners, with our family, friends, whoever supports this podcast, the things that we've loved, the things that we've really enjoyed watching this year that has kind of given us, you know, the break from reality that maybe we needed or just the reminder of, you know, what it feels like to laugh at a good comedy or or feel, you know, a uh, real emotion from a good tearjerker, whatever it might have been. Um, we're going to go through some of those those options today on episode 276. So, um did you guys have trouble coming up with this list? Like this was a very loose concept, but and some of these things we've probably talked about on the podcast already, but it might be an opportunity to remind people that they are out there. Um, but kind of like where'd you come from when we were going through this, thinking about what you want to talk about on the podcast today? Um, I, I think if I thought about it too hard, it would have been a hard list to come up with. But if, but when I just started sure. thinking of all the stuff that I have watched this year that has that mm -hmm. has gotten to me in some way or another. Um, Sure. It it was 
then it was like, oh, well, there's a lot of stuff to mention. It's just, I think the one thing that felt strange at all was normally we do, a, you know, we'll do a year end list where we talk about our favorite uh, uh, movies and our favorite television shows. And I, I feel yeah. like I'm sort of stepping on that episode a little bit as far as looking back at this point. But as far as giving people a point, they can jump in, listen to this episode. Maybe they missed one of our episodes from the last few yeah. months. This is a great summation of everything that we've seen in this in this weird time where everybody's spending more time at home and some of us spending most of our time at home uh, and all the extra time you have just in front of the television because of that. Um, you know, we've talked about it and I don't, I don't know if I have anything that we haven't talked about on the show, but I do think kind of when you look back and realize some things are still sticking with you, that, that helps you kind of categorize them as something special. What about you, Ronald? Um, yeah, I think, I think, Five minutes before we started recording, when you started making your list, what was that? <laughs> what was that like? Well, there was a big list and then a very small list. I guess what I was thinking. Laurel, about... I don't actually think you should have made your list smaller because right before we started recording, you said did it have to come out this year? Yeah. I don't know that I thought too much about that. I made sure that I had enough choices that did, but I feel like I was getting ready to break one of the implied rules of this list so much myself that I feel like if you get to let in something that didn't come out this year, I'll accept that and I get to mention a book that I've read during COVID okay. that, that has really stuck with me. So if we can all agree that this is so loosey-goosey that a book and something that didn't come out this year can be part of it, I think we should just roll ahead and just talk about is, talk about recommendations, you know? I, I did what <clears throat> I watched. It was crazy. I'm looking at this list. I've watched everything on here this year. Okay, you've watched Although it this year, a, but it didn't have to come out this yeah. year. See, I feel like that's in the spirit well, of this thing. Honestly, I do. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. But I'm not going to choose. I'm going to choose new stuff because I do like the idea of like, getting people acquainted with something that you know i feel like isn't getting the love that it should i still might mention a this, book just because i'm an asshole but you know that's yeah, that's the way sure. the show goes <laughs> does anybody want to start but, off do you have something that we haven't talked about is there anything yes. you're kind of like oh shit i never brought that up on the show or is it something that you know you consciously didn't bring up what what's up why are you holding out um go ahead go, go ahead. ahead ronald yeah go ahead. no no go, oh, go. okay so this is one that I did not talk about that I've been wanting to talk about. And it with the sad news of Quibi going away, there's a show that is so good that it 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 deserves awards. Uh that's the show Flipped with Will Forte and Caitlin Olson. Um, it's just one of those stories that, you know, t this this couple aspires to be this like you know, home network uh, sort of hosts, and they decide that they want to get this property and fix it up, and uh, chaos ensues. I'll just say that. Oh, it sounds incredible. I did not know that existed. That's that's a. How did I miss something with Caitlin Olson and Will Forte in it? The answer is because it's on Quibi. Yeah, yeah. So Quibi has a bunch of other stuff that's really incredible, but that show in particular. Feels like it should be on any major network. It should be on Netflix. It should be on Hulu. More Hulu. It's more of a Hulu we show, to be honest with you. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It has more of that feel. Um, but it is so funny. It's short, you know. And with Quibi going away, it's, um, you know, you should be listening to this um, at a time where you can get a membership and you can kind of ride it out as this thing sinks into the water. You have a month to watch these things, and it'd be really cool if you check out some of the shows that they offer. 
that that's one that was like when it was rolling out like that was one that was on like every article that i read it's so good uh, just just about like the better of what they were putting out sort of towards the front of their the launch yeah and uh i kind of had that on my like i gotta watch that one i want i wanted to watch that and that other one they had was like the 50 states of fright yeah yeah which I, I, I have I think I watched some of them, um, but I haven't really gotten through all of them. So yeah, I th- I do think I want to grab it to watch them before they're gone or before they're sold to someone else or I don't know who it's going to. But um, no, that's good. That's a good pick. That's definitely one that I'd heard about and honestly completely forgot yeah. about. So it's a good reminder. Cool. Cool. Um, I I want to throw one out that I it's kind of not even like a it's not going to make anybody's best of list, but it's a movie I just watched last week. It just came out on Netflix. It's a new animated film called Over the Moon. Mm-hmm. And um, it's uh, directed by Glenn Keane, who kind of has a storied history with a lot of the Disney films. Um, and it's just a really s- kind of sweet, easy watch animated musical. It's um, it's a basic, you know, basically uh, it's kind of like the epitome of like, it's kind of like that magic that some of these animated films kind of go for. I want to almost say like some of that Pixar magic where like it kind of sets up this story in the first like five minutes and it's kind of sad in the beginning. But then the movie, the rest of the movie is just so positive and, uh, you know, just so hopeful and, and just optimistic that it kind of hit me right at the good a good time, like just in terms of where we are, like we keep talking about. But um it's basically about a young girl who builds this rocket ship to be able to go to the moon to meet this mythical moon goddess that her mother always told her about when she was a kid in the hopes that it would kind of like achieve something with a fracture that their family is going through. And um, it's got some really great music. John Cho is uh, in the voice cast. Um, what's her name from Hamilton? Um, oh, my God. I knew I was going to forget this. Philly. Oh. Eliza, who's <laughs> Eliza in Hamilton, uh, Philippa Sue, she plays like the, the moon goddess character. So a lot of the music is her singing. And so the songs are really good. Um, uh, Sandra Oh is in the voice cast. Just It's just a really good, positive, you know, representation, you know, showing a different story, a different culture, a different legend about this, you know, moon goddess that is, you know, this cultural mystical legendary figure that I've never heard of. And I think that's great to put these kinds of movies out um, just for diversity and just understanding different cultures. And, and it's just a really good animated movie. And, you know, I've watched it probably three times already with my daughter and she absolutely loves it. (laughs) And, um, and yeah, we watched it together the day it came out, uh, came out, I guess, you know, when this comes out two Fridays ago, um, but it's called Over the Moon, and it's on Netflix now, and uh, I definitely would recommend it because it's one of the better. I'm trying to pick movies from different categories for this list. It's kind of TV shows or movies for different categories. So in terms of animation, you know, I would, I would, I want to kind of rep that movie because it's so fresh and so new, and we've never talked about it, and probably most people hearing this maybe haven't seen it either. So uh, it's on Netflix right now. All right. Well, I will be the first uh, lame-o to, to – uh to mention something we've talked about on the show before, but when I was looking at stuff that has come out this year and that I've watched this year, there was one thing that I was shocked was from the COVID era, just because it feels like a million years ago. And uh, if you don't know about this show, 
I, I you maybe you've missed that episode. Maybe you didn't watch Dave uh, on FXX, which you can now watch on Hulu. But um, I cannot believe that was part of this COVID thing. But it, it aired like March yeah. into April, and I think I picked up on it like right before it finished up. Um, but yeah. um, Ronald, I believe you were the first person to mention it uh, mm, a few weeks before yeah. that. And then, Steve, you had jumped on. And it was just one of those shows that, I mean, when I thought about uplifting things, you know, it has that kind of rocky aspect to it or whatever, where you're just watching someone try to succeed in a field. It's it's about uh, yeah. this uh, rapper named Little Dicky that um, uh, just his misadventures, but it's got such heart. And over time, it it... it totally trades on you coming to kind of love the little ad hoc family that's formed by this group of characters. But the show, I don't think ever gets too saccharine or too sweet, but the, the, the sweet moments are really well-earned and, and, you know, the season goes out on a, on a cool kind of exhilarating feeling that really did leave me feeling kind of inspired. And I have to say of the things I've seen this year, uh, especially during this period, um, that that inspired me. It's one that I I think about constantly. To the extent that I wonder what they'll do in a season two, you know, because you come yeah. back from a moment like that, and it's like, well, what do you do? How do you keep the tone of this show going? Um, you know, I'm sure that if they came up with what they came up with, that they, they might have a really clever angle on it. I don't know if they started filming anything before all this happened. Probably not. It'll probably be a while before we we see more of that. But um, <clears throat> no, it it uh, it was a really cool cool season in the sense that it had that last episode that if you're wondering like what's the climax of this story it's like well you you won't wonder that you know it, it definitely has it's a perfect climax. yes like yeah the the last episode of that season is absolutely perfect and uh yeah that that show is outstanding one of the better shows i've seen all year for sure i great pick cool whose turn is it what else you got you. your your turn Ron. okay so um i'm going with uh services that you probably don't have. <laughs> and um, I'm going to give you another service that you can have as long as you have a cable service. Uh, as long it's called Pornhub. It's, <laughs> it's called X videos. Um, so uh, the, the service is Peacock. Um, if mm. you have a cable service, please get it. It is one of the better services out right now in terms of original content. All right. So. Um, the show I want to talk about is one of the better shows that's been created in the past 10 years, if you like comedy. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. AP Bio is one of the best shows ever written. It, it, the, the growth between the kids. And, so the, basically it's about a failed author who finds himself at a, a high school. And he decides that... Um, he wants to get out of his circumstances, but he doesn't know how to. So he constructs these evil plans with his his uh, his class. He's awful. He's yeah. awful. Yeah. But it's like as these relationships grow and these characters get comfortable, it's it's like uh, imagine the feeling that you got when Community first started. But these kids are like they're younger. They're a lot more. Uh, all over the place in terms of personality. They're very different characters. It's one of the better comedies I've ever seen. And um, season three uh, is exclusive to Peacock. Uh, the first two were on NBC. Um, really good show. Please see AP Bio. It's one of those shows that it, it's gonna you're gonna miss it when it's gone. 
It just keeps getting and better. It, 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 it almost was gone until yeah. Peacock yes. became a thing. Yes. Yeah, and, it no, keep, good, and it keeps good, getting good better show. and better. Yeah, keeps getting better show. and better. And it is like, yeah, talk about a cast. I mean, come on. Like, yeah. And it's a feel good show. It really has a lot of like, it, it, this is why I think it parallels to right now. I think everybody's coming in kind of, everybody's upset intense and scared and you have a guy that's upset intense and scared and his his energy is kind of being countered in front of your very eyes and it's kind of beautiful to watch so you know ap bio so bouncing around this is this is something i want to just gloss over quickly because we've done enough on this podcast about it but i just don't want anybody to forget about um ted lasso on apple tv plus um it's great it's a great show. We love it. We've talked about it multiple times in the podcast, but um, thinking about different kinds of shows, different kind of feelings that I've felt watching a show this year, a great choice. Like John mentioned, Dave, Dave has a similar kind of, you know, positivity kind of through line through the whole season. Ted Lasso just as much, even more so in some ways. And um, it's just such a well-rounded cast. It's super funny, um, super uplifting. It's just like the ultimate kind of watch that you could get through in a couple of days on Apple TV Plus. And it's great to know that just like Dave, that not only are we getting a second season, but they just, you know, last week announced that there's going to be a third season for Ted Lasso as well. So there's lots more to come. So now's a better time than ever. It's like an act of to, confidence, right? I mean, to, that's a show that really oh, did seem to kind of hit the zeitgeist a little bit. Yeah. Like I'm still seeing yeah, people on absolutely. Twitter say, this is the best show Catch of the year, you. you know? And I think yeah, that there is yeah. this kind of like moment that it's having. <clears throat> yeah. And I mean, it's the kind of thing where like a service like Apple TV plus, like we're talking about, you know, a lot of things already on different platforms, which is like the world that we're in right now and where you're going to find content. You know, Apple TV Plus has some really, you know, great shows on it. But like this is this is one of the ones um, that's really kind of seems to have broken through. And like you just said, John, you know, uh, ordering a second season before the first one even airs, ordering a third season before the second one even goes into production is a big thing. And I mean, I think it's because they they know this is a great property that people that are show running this and the, the writers and directors, everybody involved is just it seems like a really special show. And I think that. It's one of those home runs for a streaming service as young as Apple TV Plus to have, much like, you know, they have going with the morning show. Like they have a couple shows on that platform that just seem to cross over, which is what they're all going for. But this one, especially for me, uh, really is just like a unicorn. Like it was such a fun watch. And again, weekly, I don't know that I felt better watching anything across any platform than I did while I was watching uh the first season of Ted Lasso. So definitely Apple TV plus find it, sign up for a, a trial. If you, if you have the free year that you got last year, most people know this already. They're giving you three more free months of it. So if you haven't watched it yet, watch it before your free year ends. If you got it when it launched last year, but um, yeah, it's there for you to enjoy. And, and I hope you all do. And I've heard people say, it's not as ha ha funny as they wanted it to be, but it, but it has a lot of heart. You know I mean? I, I think that even the people that might not, think it's that funny still find it worthwhile so even if it's yeah. not your oh, cup yeah. of tea it's kind of the way you know like i mentioned it in tandem with Shit's creek before too it's the kind of thing where once you get right. into the speed of it and you just sort of see that you're going to see characters that are 
Like I was said that like Schitt's Creek is like almost cringe comedy. It's like the Canadian equivalent of cringe comedy where like bad things almost happen because of awkward things the characters did. And I think that uh, the tone of Ted Lasso is frequently the same thing that like if he were a buffoon or if he were a typical comic character, then those situations would spiral into these crazy over the top moments. But constantly you see a person who's like showing decency and compassion for people. And that isn't as funny as things spiraling out of control, but there is a, definite comedy to a guy who operates that way. So I think that like, it's all about that Jason Sudeikis vibe. And if you really like it, then you're going to love this show. But yeah, it wins you over for sure. Um, It does every episode, what Dave does in a season kind of in terms of leaving you in this place uh, of, yeah, you feel like you saw somebody at their best in a way. Well, I'll keep the positive ball rolling with um, uh, Jason Weems unknown, which is on Amazon And it is another one of these things that's just, it's got this, you know, positive aspect to it in that it is, it is a stand-up special, but it's, it's a, you know, every now and then someone has a stand-up special where they really have something to say. I don't know if you guys saw Gary Gullman's special from last year, The Great Depression. Yeah. But it was a similar thing where like you're moved by someone kind of sharing their story with you and you feel like you're. You're, right. you're seeing someone kind of testing the form a little bit. Um, not that anything Jason Weems does in Unknown is like uh, unorthodox for stand-up comedy, but there is that confessional aspect of his story, which is that he died and came back. Um, and I won't say much more about it than that, but it's a, it's, it's a real story of life and death, and he mixes it in with some some great humor and heart and and yet he doesn't it's not too sweet and not too saccharine it it, you know definitely there are some laughs and some some jokes that might make you cringe but um man what a talented stand-up comic and what a what a good storyteller with an actual story to tell i mean the guy would be funny even if he was just talking about life as we know it but he's had this experience that's different um and yeah i just i just i mean stand-up specials even the best of them sometimes you get into the last 15 minutes and you start to feel like they they kind of lose you and get you back for that last moment but i don't remember feeling that way during this special i was kind of kind of engaged in it so so uh, Jason Williams unknown. And then if you want to go back to something that came out last year, since I mentioned the Great Depression, it's it's really uh, the way Gary Goldman kind of exposes his vulnerability. There was something really cool and special about that uh, that 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 stand up special as well. So cool. good, a good uh, pair of stand up specials, I think. Cool. Ronald. All right. So uh, my oh, this is hard. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go with my instinct. Okay, so... Um, Do it. <clears throat> this, Do it. Sh- this show is both corny and fluffy and heavy at the same time. Um, and recently got canceled. Um, so, uh, God Friended Me is one of those shows that just hits me hard mm-hmm. and, and gives me feels. Um, I think because... Um, I was kind of raised in a situation where I witnessed a person extend himself for people in a way that I just had never, like, it was just like almost Buddhist. Like, okay, yeah, you need help. I'll get up and help you. Mm -hmm. And seeing this show about a guy who, for whatever reason, receives this, this thing called the God account where he gets access to these people and he goes, he goes, and meets them and figures out what their situation is and he figures out a way to help them. Um, and he's an atheist and doesn't really believe in a higher power and he's kind of taught that, I mean, it, he actually still 
for a really long time doesn't believe in God. But the idea that somebody could, regardless of whatever you call it, have a source of kindness that allows you to help people um, is something that feels very needed. And, you know, it felt needed before, but watching them in during COVID definitely made me feel like, man, this is this is what I need. God friended me. Really, really good show, man. And super underrated. And I never really heard people talk about it until the times that it was kind of up for being canceled. So. Mm -hmm. Wow. What platform is that on? It's on NBC. It was a it was a show on NBC. Oh, on, on on the oh, okay on, yeah. on the network so like i think a proper it's on a network show yeah it was a proper network show and i think it's on hulu it's definitely on hulu that's how i watch some of the episodes cool but it's a it's a weird it gets it, it gets spiritual man but i've never seen a, a show that kind of went for it it's just like it's god it's god <laughs> you know it's it, it could be god it but it it it, it, it wrestles with that stuff you're saying it follows yeah, in the right, footsteps right. of michael landon's uh 80s hit highway to heaven <laughs> Yeah, sort of kind of, it's like digital, but you well, figure out like yeah, what, what have it, they all been? Highway to Heaven, Touched by an Angel. There have been a few shows that yes. really buy into the spirituality like in a sincere way. And I don't know. I don't think that I don't think it really even matters what you believe. You can tap into right, that right. kind of like uh, it's almost like I mean, if it's done well, it can be like an extension of magical realism or something like that, where you don't have to, you right, know, you don't right. have to believe. I mean, it. it's corny, man. It's it is, but, but I mean, corny, corny works for people. So yeah, it does. Hmm. Corn dog. I, I, wanna, I feel like I, I feel like I've seen clips of it, but I've actually never watched it. But that sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to look it up now. Um, so I was a little torn on what to pick for my third one, but I'm gonna stick with uh, kind of. I guess last episode we talked a lot of horror, so I'm gonna I'm gonna push my horror movie off. But I'm gonna go with uh, a Hulu show. Also, one of the ones that we were fortunate enough to see. Uh, through a screener uh, process, but the second season of Pen Fifteen, yeah, um, is on Hulu now. A show that we talked about, we did a lot of uh, conversation on the podcast about it. But this is the season that got it's getting broken up into two different parts. So I want to say it was like seven or eight episodes for the first part mm. um, that is available now. Um, you know, just a really kind of great. Coming of age, dealing with adolescence, changes in life, these two main characters that are the best of friends going through, uh, you know, the trials of school and changing and your friendships and your relationships and just how awkward and comfortable that can be. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of nostalgia there, I guess, for the time it takes place in uh, for me and, you know, a lot of people that I know. We, we've talked about the show before, but... Um, just through and through, like it's a little more dramatic, uh, and it's still very funny and very uncomfortable and very awkward. And that kind of mix for me is a, is a real sweet spot that I really enjoy watching shows or movies about kind of where it kind of gets that balance. Right. And I think the series really does. And, uh, I think everyone involved with it is just really just magic. Like the, the these two leads and their involvement with the show and their chemistry together and, you know, even with their parents in the show, it's just really something special. And I hope it's a series that that goes on. And I, I really can't wait to watch the second part of the second season. But um, on Hulu as well, uh, it's Pen 15 Season 2 Part 1. Uh, you can go watch all those episodes uh, right now if you're interested in that. 
Sidebar, Steve, I, I had a similar thing happen. I was going to talk about a horror movie here tonight um, and then decided not to because we just talked so much about yeah, and we even yeah. hit on one of the movies I would have mentioned. What would have been the movie you would have mentioned? I, I just wanted to mention Host yeah. again. Oh, I, yeah. I, I really, uh, b- both to give Shudder a shout out. I mean, I signed up for Shudder and I think it's a really quite amazing what they are able to curate and like what they're doing with original content and even just what they have in their catalog mm-hmm. yeah they always have some cool deep catalog stuff if you if you browse i mean it doesn't always stay there but it's like if you browse through every month or every couple months it might it might rotate out but they'll have some cool classic semi-obscure uh horror flicks that similar to the ones i think you were mentioning last week where it's like you have that list of titles that you've kind of heard of and then yeah, when you see one yeah. of them pop up yeah no shutter's a great deal so yeah, and I mean, like, for what they have on there and that that to kind of come out when it came out during, you know, this whole lockdown idea and, and to utilize uh, this new form of communication that so many people are going through and getting used to and, and living with and through. Um, I just think it's a really creative uh, movie. Uh, and I just think, you know, I think Ronald mentioned it on the last episode. It's just like... The, the idea of, of a lockdown and having a hangout with people that just goes incredibly wrong um, is pretty fucking scary. And it's got some really great scares. It's really short. It's a quick watch. It's barely an hour. And uh, if that even. But yeah, that would have been the one like in terms of the horror movies that I've seen this year. Thinking back on them, um, especially new ones, yeah. uh, stands out to me. And also like Rob Savage, the the director of that. I'm really excited to too. see his name pop up and just to see that he's got this development deal now and what he has coming down the pike. I think we have another name that we'll be talking about pretty frequently amongst names like, you know, Flanagan and James Wan. And you have know. you heard him talking about his next projects? He talks about him, it, yeah. whether he's got the goods or not. He talks about this shit in a way that gets me excited yeah. about it. I'm all in, man. I've, I've heard of a couple on a couple of podcasts that I subscribe to and um. Yeah, just a really exciting creator, and uh, he's he's so like so enthusiastic about it. Uh, much like you know someone like Mike Flanagan is, he reminds me in some ways of like a, a younger version of him. But it's just like that that another name that you just really feel confidence in, and obviously Blumhouse did because they gave him a pretty sweet development deal. And uh, yeah, just like really excited to see what he does next. But Host is on Shutter, and if you've ever thought about getting Shutter try it out even just for that but there's a lot of great stuff on there to check out why you have that um but yeah host was great you want to think about the i was i couldn't decide between the host and the rental or host and the yeah, rental and i actually gave yeah. host the edge because of the groundbreaking aspect and the cleverness of, yeah. of how it was made but the rental really has has not faded in my estimation at all uh, since i've seen agreed. it agreed um, and it, even though this was not strictly a covid release i watched it at home but also the invisible man is a, is a really good uh horror movie from this year yeah um well this is a good segue to my uh asshole pick because i'm going to talk about a book but um <laughs> back when i thought ronald was going to talk about like uh reruns of uh price is right or something <laughs> yeah i was i was happy to to you know be another outlier but <laughs> but honestly the reason i thought of this is because when we started talking about things that made you feel away you know uh this yeah. this book uh really made me feel away it's a book called the only good indians by stephen graham jones um he is a blackfeet native american uh author and he writes so many books like i've looked he's one of those people you you look and oh i liked this book i'm gonna look into his other stuff and he's got like 20 other books you know and i heard an interview yeah. with him where he talks about he writes a 
book like he said he doesn't really rewrite as much as if he'll finish a book and then he doesn't like it he just writes another book learning what he did from that book but he has like right, books right. that he hasn't published you know which to most writers that sounds crazy because most writers like the act of writing is this torturous thing so it's uh you know he's a very prolific guy and he's written so many things already but this book has gotten a lot of notice and i can guess why because it is a very well written story that is also incredibly scary and incredibly like gory but also got it's got great characters in it and i would say in the last moments, it's beautiful. Like it actually ended for a for a book that feels like it's just going to get worse and worse and be this revenge tale. Um, it actually has this way of ending in an inspirational way. I mean, it, you know, if you read it, you would know. There's this. It's like you can you can picture the scene in the movie the way that it's written. It's not written like some books are written. To, they feel like a screenplay with scene descriptions in them. It's not that. It's just that right. he evokes the scene so well in the atmosphere that you really do picture this moment and it's something that's been kind of quietly being set up all along um and when it finally happens it's it's beautiful it's and it's you know i left this this book that has horrific things happening in it and a couple things that are like there's a moment early on where something happens and you go oh shit this is the kind of book this is like this is getting nasty and gnarly um <laughs> and then it can somehow still end on like a humanistic note is a real skill uh uh to show as a writer and Stephen Graham Jones, yeah. I'm definitely going to dip into his, his other books, but I also fully expect this book and maybe others like adaptations are going to happen with this guy's writing. He creates characters. I mean, he does use native American life uh, as the basis for a lot of it. So you get a little bit about reservation right. life and, um, one of the chapters in this book is called It Came from the Res. Uh, so you get a little window into kind of, uh, you know, a world that's that's right there, but you don't you don't maybe know that much about it because the voices haven't yeah. had a place to be heard. Um, and um, yeah, like I think I heard him say somewhere this book's broken into three parts. The first part is a ghost story um, or haunted house. The second part is a slasher. And the third part is a monster movie or, you know, a monster story. And it really does feel that way. Like you get to those parts and you can see what he means. So yeah, I can't say enough good things about this book. The only good Indians, I think you're going to start hearing more about it. And I would, I, I am going to be shocked if there's not news soon about who's making this into a movie. Wow. Cause it's right there. That sounds really interesting. It's, it is really, really good stuff. But I bet all of his other stuff is, too. So anything you find from him, you know, uh, and if anybody knows him already and can recommend one of the other books to start with, please let me know. Because, um, you know, I can't just go crazy ordering books. i got to be tactical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds interesting. Okay, cool. I have to put that on the list. Uh, yeah, okay, cool. Well, that was some, that was some good stuff. We spread the love. We got lots of kind of different things and different platforms. Was there anything else that you guys wanted to mention? Like as also rands or things that just popped in your mind and talking now that you want people to know about? We talked about it before, but never have I ever is another one of those like Ted Lasso Great. or Dave, where it's just, yeah. it leaves you feeling good about people. Yeah. That Netflix series. Yeah. What about you, Ronald? Anything that you didn't mention? Um, the sitcom Bob Hart's Abby Shola. Um, it's about a man who falls in love with a Nigerian woman. She's a nurse in the hospital where he's getting helped. And mm. man, I, I forgot how sitcoms felt. You know, like it, it's <laughs> been a, it, they they aren't around quite as much. You know, like, like a multi-camera classic sitcom. Yes, multi-cam. Um, I guess Big Bang Theory was like kind of the, it's the end of that, you know? 
with a with a yeah, yeah. with the audience and everything. And and Bob Hart's Abbey Show is one of those shows where you come out feeling really good. It's it you know they have their differences, but there's just love there, and it takes a little while for it to happen, but. The journey is pretty interesting. So, Bob Hart's Abishola. Hmm. You you ever heard of it, Steve? I haven't. No, man. No, never. It's it's a it's it's I a sit on anything. It's like a real sitcom. Like it's laugh track or it's a studio audience. A lot of the time, it's um, it's a guy that was on that show with uh, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, the guy that was on Mike and Mike and Molly. Was that the name of that show? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And this huh. and this okay. great, great Nigerian actress. It's just a really good show. It's light. Okay. You, you'll come away, you know, you won't think you, you won't think about it again until you sit back down and you're like, I really want to see another episode. So yeah. Cool. and what what platform was it on? Uh you can watch it on Hulu. Hulu, okay. I was gonna say the only other thing that I was gonna mention is also on Hulu. Uh, so Hulu is really prominent in this episode, but um, wow. That's one cool. of the better one, one, of, one of my favorite movies in general of the year so far has been Palm Springs. Mm. Yeah, man. And that's uh, a, that's, that's on Hulu. If you haven't checked that out, uh, I love Andy Samberg, love Chris Miliati. Uh, just kind of like a fun rom com, time travel, time loop, whatever you want to call it, and pretty smart screenplay. Really, really fun idea, and just like a yeah, just a super. Super solid movie, and uh, again, one of the one of my favorite movies of the year. And again, it's like a fun watch too. So, um, if you have a Hulu account, obviously the Movie Schmovie crew uh, are, are repping it pretty hard on this episode. So there's a, there's a lot you can check out on there. But did everybody has everybody rewatched stuff too? Let's just maybe everybody pick one thing that you've rewatched or something old that uh, that stands out to you too. Because I was just gonna say you mentioned Community earlier, uh, Ronald. Um, we rewatched Community over pretty much the you know the summer and um man what a great what a great show a show that still feels very funny and very fresh and it's just got so much inventiveness from episode to episode and even the 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 the, the seasons where it started to flag a little bit in its intentions still had great character bits and and stuff that that felt true to the thing it it did sort of impersonate itself when the when the creator was not doing it for one season um but no you know even the episodes i don't remember that well from back then, rewatching them, it just was like a, a mark of of writing and, and acting and the kind of precision timing of that that cast. Just a really fantastic ensemble. And so even though it's not a multicam, it has a feel of like a classic sitcom because it had such a central set and it had such like a interlocking characters that that are familiar to you. You know, it's another, yeah, just a great show. Yeah. You got one, Ronald? A rewatch? Yes. It's a, it's a show that I've watched several episodes of uh multiple times uh and that is the great british bake-off oh ha, the, that is great <clears throat> man come on like the positivity just, awesome that's great for this yes, episode yeah. yes and you know noel noel fielding one of my favorite comedic actors um is in it and he's just so funny seeing him interact with people as they bake I didn't like him on there at first, but I've grown to really feel like his his relaxed air and him going around. Like I think he does a valuable thing for that show because he almost kind of is like impishly kind of trying to throw people off a little bit, but not in yes. a 
everything about that show is gentle compared to whatever the American version of reality television is. Yeah, so yeah, it it's is. he's gentle, but he definitely runs around and says little little silly things. But no, yeah, that show is just a big warm hug of a show. My my re my, my rewatch is the most uh, on brand for me. Is I I just went through all three seasons of Stranger Things. Okay, oh, that is a good one. So yeah. how do you feel about just, it rewatching I, I, it? After rewatch, I, 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 I mean, I gotta honestly, like, it's one of my favorite shows of all time. I think, like, I just, um, I, I'm longing so hard for another season of it, and obviously, it's gonna be longer because of COVID. But, yeah. um, kind of like in between, like, really having a show that I was like in love with that wasn't a comedy, I guess, um, just to try to check all those boxes of like the genre stuff that I love and, um, the '80s nostalgia, all, all the things we've always talked about, um, but. You don't know. I just kind of, I, I genuinely love that show. It's it's one of the favorite. It's one of my favorite shows of a long time, and it's like probably the, my favorite thing. That and Haunting of Hill House is probably the fa my favorite thing that Netflix has probably ever done. Yeah. Um, but I just genuinely think Stranger Things is like top tier show of all time for me. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's just it literally is like custom made for not just me i'm not gonna be selfish but like there's there there's a there's a viewer that that show is a 10 out of 10 for and i know a lot of people love that show but just i i genuinely you know some episodes are better than others some seasons are better than others but consistently though i just i think it's just honestly one of the best things they've done and uh again just like talking about like these um characters that are just iconic now like yeah. it's just that that's a series where like many of the streaming platforms and even network television have struggled to create iconic characters of that level that have just com completely like gone through culture and will forever be referred to and things like that and i think that uh i think that show has and i think it will continue to and i hope i hope it continues to be as good as it was but yeah i watched the first i think i did it right around the 4th of july like because the last season was around 4th of July. It took place around that. And I, I kind of just went all through all three of them like over the course of a week and just like stayed up super late watching them all. And uh, yeah, so good. Well, that's a great one when it comes out too because it's a binge. I mean, I would say yeah. Haunting a Bly Manor that came out this year was also like a real special event for me and my family yeah. because we all get together and like... So yeah, Stranger Things sure. is another show that I feel like we would have that same experience with. It would come out and we would have that kind of like, oh, guys, is everybody done with their work today? You know? Have we let the dogs out? Is everything good? Because we're about to like <laughs> completely veg out in front of this this show that we all love, so... Yeah, yeah, no. Love it. Love oh, so that's it. a lot of good stuff. Yeah, man. It's a lovely sponge. There it is. We have a really cool episode coming up next week. Should we tease it a little bit? Yes. I would say if you are of a certain age where you were a fan of someone or something that starts with the letter N and ends with something that rhymes with schmickelodeon. <laughs> and maybe had that theme song going through it. You'll definitely want to listen to next week's episode. It's a very exciting, special, one of my favorite episodes I think we've ever done, just in terms of what we were able to do mm -hmm. as a as a as a as a trio, as a podcast. Yeah. And just the topic that we discussed was a was a was a blast. So And we'll say there's guests. Yeah, next week. There's guests. There are very special guests, and uh we were very happy to have had them on the show. And um what we will be talking about, I'm sure we'll hit a nice uh 
It's a nice topic. It's well, it's a, nice a follow topic. through. Think... This was like a if this episode was sort of a high road post election special yeah. where we're being very positive. Um, this sure. this the next week is uh, going to carry that positivity forward. That was a yeah, it was a really fun uh, upbeat episode. We're so. keeping it going. We're keeping it going. <laughs> but definitely listen to next week's episode. Tell all your friends. You're going to want to check out Movie Movie next week. Uh, it'll be out next Friday. But um, I'm excited. I'm really excited for that Me one. Me too. But uh, until then, you can find us at MovieSchmovie.com, Facebook.com slash MovieSchmovie. Um, wherever you subscribe to this podcast, if you do, please like it, share it, review it, whatever you can do. Put a star rating on if it's possible um, because we appreciate it and it, and it matters. Uh, yeah. Man, I'm excited for next week's episode. Yeah. I hope I hope you are too, listeners, because it's a good one. Is really um, good. Do you guys have anything else you want to throw in? No. That's it. Okay, cool. Well, that said, we will definitely see you all next week for a super cool episode. Again, don't miss it. And uh, as always, you've made our day. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>